Listener Production. Well, yes, you usually get an episode every single Wednesday. You know we'll be there in your phone or in your car, wherever you listen to us, but we just couldn't hold off, so we've done yet another bonus episode. Today, Luke and I have checked in. We're talking all things babies. We're talking Taylor Swift because everyone in the fucking world is. And we have a really big, special, meaningful announcement to make, and we've decided to do it here. Me. You are ridiculous. Don't do that either. I'm sick of you. You're a nutcase. I don't care, Luke. Look at you. You infuriate me as a human being. <coughs> one, one, are you recording? One, Can one, I pick one, my one. nose? Look, I'm sassy. Sassy. Scott. Scott, it's so good to see you again. I bet <laughs> you're lying because you just wrote me a really nasty text message about 20 that minutes wasn't ago. That wasn't it. It wasn't a nasty text message if we want to get into it. We can, no, there were two text messages that I think you've taken the wrong way. First one being, hey, can you just do a little story for the Instagram and Facebook and TikTok just saying we've got a new episode out? And what did you say? Do you think that's the tone you used for it to come across in the text message? Read it. It's how you read right, it. Everyone, look how stand by. You're so extra. You're so extra. Stand by. Don't talk over me. Let me also paint the scene. I have two twins that are, study- that are staying in Naiku. Every three hours I have a meeting with a whole doctor team. Then we feed them. Then we tube them and, and change them. Whatever, right? Parenthood. All right. I just want to make it clear. So you've got a you've got a whole team of staff at a hospital looking after them. Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, I have to be there every three hours for an hour and a half. So you write this message what to me. What a waste of their time. Why are they meeting with you every three hours? Yeah, babies are in Nike, Luke. You wouldn't know. You just take photos of people's insides with a machine. Just wait until they need any medical imaging then. I'll let the radiographers and techs know that's what you said. All right. I've told you before, stay away from the children because it won't end well for you. Well, we're about 10,000 kilometres away at the moment. I couldn't get any further. So Luke says to me... Can you do a video linking for a story to get people to the podcast? And I said, when do you need it? Bye. Because I am sitting currently with doctors, right, as this message comes through. He says, it's 6.50am here. ASAP. <laughs> I normally post it now for the ne- in the next 10 minutes. And I said, can you give me a greater heads up, please? I'm at a hospital. And he said, well, you need to start thinking as well. This is required every Wednesday. I'm yet to ever been asked for help with one of these. I said, I'll get in a car, meaning like I'll get out of here and I'll quickly do it. And he said, and we've been doing it for over six months. I said, I thought I'd have some support. I guess I was wrong. Fair, fair. How long has these podcasts been going for and you've never once gone, hey, do you want me to record something for your Wednesday morning? Imagine that. Imagine me on the other side of the fucking world with twins that are, sure, they're developing well, but are in intensive fucking care and you're flipping out at me, giving me a 10-minute heads up, saying I should fucking know to give you a video pushing people to our podcast. Like, give a man a break. It's handy for you to use them as an excuse now, but you've been there for, what, a month? What happened for five months before that? Do you know what? If you were in Texas, I'd fucking shoot you right now and I'd get away with it. No, you wouldn't. I would. Do you know how many people carry guns here? It's out of this world. You'd be that person that shoots a gun and, like, you'll be aiming with your face. Yeah, shoot myself. Like, we'll coil back in your face and it would hit you. You would have more damage and you'd be aiming, like... 20 degrees the wrong way anyway. So there's this lovely lady where we're staying, right? Rebecca? Hang on. No, her name's... 
I shouldn't say her name. Actually, can we bleep out her name, please? Yes, we can. Producer Lem, by the way, sometimes if I do chime in, this is Producer Lem from It's A Lot, and I have taken over Mandy's Yay! role. Fuck Mandy. Yay! No, I'm joking. <laughs> Mandy's the most beautiful person in the world. Sorry. But if I chime in it's, or I hear laughter in the background, that's because these guys are fucking funny. Sorry, Scott, go. Thank you. So there's this, everyone carries guns, right? And it's very common and we talk about it and it's really, it's like we're living in a parallel universe. Like there's so many things that are similar yet things that are so opposite to, you know, our everyday life. So there's this beautiful lady that we are coming to check out the accommodation that we're staying at and she runs out and she's like, can I help you boys? And we're, and she then later tells us she thought that I was a crackhead with my big black boots. She said that somebody out of the band from Kiss would be wearing. You're walking up here looking like a crackhead with skinny black jeans on and boots that someone from the band Kiss was wearing. She goes, I was going to go to my car and get my little pink nine millimeter. <laughs> Who's wearing skinny black jeans in Australia or America? Luke, when we go to any styling um, session, you go, I don't know. What do you think? What? Do you, oh, I don't know. And I know straight away what I like and what I feel comfortable in. Don't come for me and what makes me feel comfortable because I don't give a fuck, nor do I look for validation in other people. Fair. Go on. You're allegedly going to Taylor Swift this weekend. And I say allegedly, why? You're going to cancel my tickets? No, I'm not going to cancel your tickets. But, bomb, the Bureau of Meteorology might cancel your flights. <laughs> no, that won't happen. And it, it's, what, a 13-hour drive? I'm getting there either way, Scott. It'll be fine. But, yes, there's massive storms, thunderstorms happening Friday today in Sydney. You drive up there? Yeah, I drive up there. I've driven to Sydney before. And what are you wearing? Mm. Tell me you're putting eyeliner on and tell me you're doing what every single other Swifty's done and wearing love heart glasses and glitter around your eyes. Hang on, do you know what I don't understand? Help me, actually, because you say you're a Swifty. Why is everyone wearing glitter and shimmy dresses? I just don't feel that she does. It depends what era you're talking about, Scott. It's the Eras tour. So what era are you going in, Luke? I'm going in the Travis Kelsey era. So oh I was like, I'm gonna, get, I wanted to get a jersey, right? You cannot get a fucking Travis Kelsey jersey in Australia, or if you get one in America, you can't ship it back in time, right? I could have. So hear this. Scrolling on social media, I come across this chick with the Travis Kelsey jersey on, but she's put like Diamantes over like his number, his name at the back. And I'm like, fuck this, I need that. So I messaged going, hey, can I like hire this or did something? Did you do it from your personal account or did you do it from the Luke and Sassy? Uh, listen to him. You know what? I'm going to put you back in your place. I saw someone who was a mutual friend and I got them to ask. So there oh, you go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry, Luke, but I have messaged quite a few businesses since you've been gone. I've got some nice discounts on a few things. From our personal account, from our group account. Yeah, I've got to get something from it. Oh, my God, you kill me. Anyway, where was I before I was rudely interrupted? Yeah, so I'm going to look pretty good. I'm going to look like a proper Swifty in the latest era. Uh, okay, Luke, we recently did a prank on that bloke with the Taylor Swift song. What song are you love waiting to hear from her? You know what? When she was in Melbourne... She played, so they have, like, bonus songs. Uh -huh. And every now and then you hear, like, the bonus songs that she plays, like, a one-off. And I'm like, how does that not make it? Do you know the song Getaway Car? Of course I do. I'm in my getaway car. Yeah, that's not a part of her set list. What about the song Where the Snow's on the Beach? I've listened to that lately and I really like With it. With Lana Del Rey. Oh, I don't. You always bag Lana Del Rey. I don't out. like her. She's, Why yeah, she's not? not my person. 
Really? I think she comes across very beige and odd and just not my person. I think our energies just won't align. Yeah. Did you see Taylor bring her up at the Grammys for album of the year? I did. And clearly, yes, everyone, if you're not a fucking Swifty, turn off now because we're talking about her. She's topical. She's getting lots of news. I, I am really fucking surprised at how many people are coming out like for her and her jet plane at the moment. Let's fucking back up for a second, cunts, because let's talk about, if people want to talk about the emissions that her fucking plane is causing, let's talk about the billions of dollars she is putting in A, economies all around the world, B, let's fucking talk about the big, large organisations that are no, that are contributing to over 70% of the emissions versus her fucking jet plane. And D, if you were the biggest global superstar in the world, how the fuck do these jealous cunts think she's going to get around? People just love to fucking hate on, don't they? And I reckon I can go with E on that as well, because if you want to fucking do your own personal thing too, like what, what's the average Joe doing? Because in Melbourne, it's something like 5% of people get public transport to work. Yeah, so fucking shut up. And like, I'm like... You're a rock, you're the world's biggest rock star. Like, I bet you when, fuck, and I know the type, we know the type of person that's not liking her, right? Flying around that are trying to find trouble in this. But I bet you they all go to the fuck. Dad won't be able to stand it. (laughs) And I bet you they all fucking went to big day outs and everything where like 50 fucking bands had to fly in and were probably 10 times more the amount of one of her jets. So shut the fuck up, you jealous cunts, and shake it off. Oh, that was disgusting, Scott. Because of that, we've now got bad blood. Isn't it annoying you? Like, like, let's be serious. She's putting so much money into global community, like global economies. Like, she's mm. bringing, she's bringing positivity, which I am all for. She's. I've said this before. I think what she stands for is like cuteness, happiness, sweetness, right? Yeah. And then you look at some other families that are in the entertainment industry or other artists who I just think are so self-served. And, yeah, sure, whilst fucking Taylor is, you know, rolling in a billion-dollar bed every fucking night, I just think you look at the audience that she put in at the MCG the other night. Times three. They said the, the police said there was not one incident. There was nothing but joy in the city. Families have been brought together, quote, unquote. This is a paraphrase. Uh I read the most beautiful letter the other day from this dad. And he said, and I tell everyone here in Texas, because everyone here fucking loves to kind of like have an opinion on Kelsey and her, right? So I talk about it with everyone. And when I tell them this story, everyone weeps, right? They really tear up. Texans have really big hearts, right? So there was this man that wrote this open letter and he put pen to paper and he said... I've really struggled to connect with my daughter my whole life. He said, and I've tried and done everything and there's never been anything that I've been able to gel, connect and fit with her on. We speak two different languages and I love her and my heart's always been broken because I've never been able to um, truly find a bond. He said, I want to thank Taylor Swift. He said, because now every weekend my daughter sits and watches the football with me and we've found so much more in common than we ever thought we would and I need to thank her for bringing my daughter to me. And I thought it was really lovely. And I say it to every Texan here and they're like, that is lovely. My eyes are watering. 
Can you get out of the Uber now, please, sir? You threw me. I thought it was going to be that he, like, listens to Taylor Swift, not that she's now turned to football. Well, I'm sure he probably does now because I'm sure the daughter plays her, her songs whilst they're playing the foot, whilst they're watching the footy. So, look, I've been looking at, at, at TikToks. And there's a lot of people who don't like Taylor Swift and don't get what the buzz is about. So I'm asking you to mm. counteract those videos and those people who are saying, what the fuck is this thing about? Why is it such a big deal? Why is it such a big deal? Why are people making such a big deal? I'm, I'm just wondering. Well, for the TikToks I've been watching, I've seen one lot being like, I'm jealous of Swifties because the amount of energy and fun that they're having, it's like makes me want to be a Swiftie. Yeah. Secondly, I saw another TikTok that was, I've never liked her music, but I went and watched something where she talks about each album. And when she spoke about the album, then I listened to the music and it hit differently and then I enjoyed it. So maybe it's very jarring to hear the songs, but maybe give it a go and listen to her talk about something and then listen. I'm also going to back tall poppy syndrome, right? And also I'm going to talk about fucking feminism. I don't think A, people like to see people succeed and be happy with their success and their talent and their skills. And then I also believe that a lot of people don't like to see women succeed and be happy and, and also have their own, like, unique skill set. And I think recently I fucking spoke about, you know, how I didn't like Jay-Z accepting a Grammy but dissed the Grammys, you know, of why Beyonce didn't win Album of the Year. Now, my counteract to that was... Taylor writes and creates the music for all of her own her own albums and songs, right? Whereas Beyonce's fucking mega team are all doing that work. And my problem with Jay-Z thing was he actually accepted the Grammy. He walked off the stage with the award that he just dissed. I think actions speak louder than words. If I were him, I would have fucking put it down on the stage and said, until black artists start being recognised in this um, category, then that's when I'll start taking these awards home. That would have fucking spoke a lot more and brought a way greater positive attention to it versus going, fuck you, Grammys. Why don't you see my wife? Why don't you think we're good enough? And then walking away with the Grammy that he... Uh, with the award from the institution that he just bagged out and said, I'm fair. Does it make sense? Uh, so what is the update on the babies? When are you coming home? When we got here, every doctor says in Naiku, Niku, for everyone the fucking messages saying, why do you say it differently? I'm like, it's called a fucking accent. That's why. Every doctor says to us, Naiku babies leave on their delivery date, due date, sorry. So, which was 39 weeks. Our boys came at 32 weeks. So we were like, fuck, we got seven weeks here. Every single day, the boys have been graduating really fast. For example, they said, your boys have just hit 34 weeks from 32. Most Naiku babies born at 32 weeks are still on oxygen at 34. Your boys were taken off after the first day. Then they've already graduated from this heat bed. Then to the they went to the incubator. Now both boys have just gone into the crib where that means they're regulating their own body temperature and they no longer need any like support around them. They've both got tubes down their nose which is the feeder. And so they do bottle feeds and they're taking like maybe about 80% of a bottle at the moment. Now they say, what we've had to do, we train them, we do the um, skin on skin, but we have to train them because at 32 weeks, they're not born to know to use their lips 
to receive food. So they haven't even formed that. So we have to, when they're getting the tube fed, we have to stimulate their lips for that to start moving, for them to start doing the correlation and understanding both of them. Anyway, so they've taken to the bottle really quickly. Fucking Bobby Beckett, his first bottle he had in 15 minutes. We're also finding out this fascinating information that if a baby, they now know in Naiku, if a baby has a bottle over 30 minutes, if it takes them over 30 minutes, every then minute thereafter, they're burning more calories and they're actually losing weight and it starts going against any progress for them. It, it counteracts them. So we're playing with a lot of numbers, with a lot of time and whatever, but the boys are doing really well, so well that they said to us, okay, when we take them off caffeine, they've got five days to prove to us that they can bottle feed by themselves and then they can go. And we were like, hang on, we've been here for 12 days, 13 days, and we thought we were here for seven weeks, uh, seven to nine weeks, right? And they said, what heritage is the egg donor again? Now, this is fascinating as fuck. Uh, they said, is she African-American? We said, well, she's African, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Jamaican. And they said, huh, that makes perfect sense. And we went, what do you mean? And they said, statistically, here in America, we call children that are Caucasian only wimpy whites <laughs> because statistically they don't come out fighting and they take more time to grow and to get out of NICU. They said, however, females get out faster, but they said any child with African and black heritage gets out of here far faster. They hit, they hit Naiku and they start fighting from the day they are like born. And they're like, that is a statistic. Now this is in a Texan hospital, right? Where all of our beautiful doctors and nurses are all white. And so they're not making that statistic up. And they are like, this is a statistic. So they're like, your boys, because of the egg donor heritage, are exceeding expectations every single day purely because of their genetics. When does it look like you're getting home? We still don't know. So, no, I get you. But we have to take... They don't look in advance. We only work on a present clock. So they look at the past 24 hours and maximum the next 12 hours. So we don't look into the future at all, but I think it could be probably 10 days to 14 days from now. Oh, that's not bad. Well, the the, the blessing in disguise for us and the boys to be Nike has been, we have to prove the boys identity here in America which is just unbelievable, right, through surrogacy. So the amount of immigration paperwork we have to do is just out of this world. And then we have to do all of the Australian, half of the Australian immigration paperwork whilst we're here in America. Only the birthing doctor can um, sign certain documentation. The Australian government does not see the Texas birth certificate as authentic documentation. So we have to send that to the Secretary of State for them to apostle it, which means the federal government says this is an authorised uh, piece of documentation in the United States. So it's just like it is, the amount of work we're doing is unbelievable, unfathomable. So what percentage of documents done? I would say we are at 40% and I spend about five, six hours a day doing the documentation. I've got an observation that I don't know if you want to hear if it's something that maybe you've been thinking as well, but one of the children looks just like us as kids and just like our nephews and nieces. Would you agree? Lots of people keep saying, whose is whose? Do you know whose is whose? And honestly, 
We thought we did, and every single day we see something different where we go, huh, we scratch our heads. We're now two weeks in, right, of having these boys, and respectfully, both Marcus and I don't have the conversation. We don't have the interest in it anymore because we've fallen so deeply, madly in love with the both of them that they're both of our kids. We're not like, we don't really have this fascination anymore for who belongs to who, Who's is genetically whose. I think the gorgeous thing is over all these years, well, even over the last 14 days, we go, oh, we see ourselves in both of them. So I don't know if that's environmental or if it's genetic, but, you know, that's kind of, that's that's where we're at with that. Can I ask how many hours a day are you allowed to see them? Are you like allowed full access or do you, do you just get windows of time? No, so we're them? allowed, all Nike parents are allowed to be there 24 hours, seven days a week. And so fascinatingly, no child around the world, from what we're being told, has ever survived birth from under 24 weeks. So there's children um, in Naiku, in the ward that we're at, and their parents are staying at the Ronald McDonald House where Marcus and I are now staying. And they, they ha- they've been here for three to four months, some of these parents, which is just unbelievable and you hear these stories of these babies coming out the size of a fucking Barbie doll, even smaller, and what that child has to go through to get to, like, to exit is just astronomical. We watch our boys get completely depleted from sucking on a bottle for five minutes and it wipes them out for 12 hours. Like, it is unbelievable. And they came out at 32 weeks and five pounds. Some other babies come out at, like, 600 grams. Do you hang with the other parents? We do. And, like, they're all from, like, fucking middle America or where, where we are, which is called the, the panhandle. Because me, me and mum were worried you weren't going to make any friends, so this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, guys? In this small, beautiful, wonderful town of Amarillo, shout out, we have become, like, local celebrities. Uh, we got invited to the, the musical Rent the other night, right? That's exciting. And... They're like, there's VIPs here. And Marcus and I were looking for the VIPs, right? We're like, do you think it's them? And we're pointing at people and we're like asking around. Well, then after the show, the cast are lining up and I'm like, oh, I'd like to go and see the cast. Like, I want to congratulate two of them. They're fucking rock stars, right? And one was a trans girl, a trans girl in fucking the panhandle of fucking Texas. Like, she is tough as fuck, right? Shout out to her. And I walk up and then they were like, no, the cast, it's their pleasure that you're here. You're the VIPs. And Marcus and I were like... I feel sick. Bright red. We were so embarrassed. <laughs> we felt so sick. Oh, and they were like, oh, he's wearing skinny black jeans. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, what did I wear? I wore this. I, I, I fit it in, I thought, in what I chose to wear to the show. So that's a definite no. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What? What the, what the fuck is that noise? You've got workers in your house, Scott. What do you expect? Go and tell them to be quiet then. All right, well, we've got some exciting news. We are the ambassadors of the Good Friday Appeal here in Melbourne at the Royal Children's Hospital. Believe it or not, it has been something that's been very close to mine and Luke's heart for a long time. Uh, we have always been collecting everything and anything we ever earn from TikTok Lives um, and we donate. We made a decision ages ago that we would donate 100% of all of that money that we get gifted to us and it 
only made sense um, for us to sign up as their new ambassadors. And it's so unbelievable that I have children now that have gone through NICU. So very exciting. Um, if you want to learn more about the Royal Children's Hospital Good Friday Appeal, just fucking Google it because there's a lot about it. Get behind it. Um, you'll see more and hear more about me and Luke supporting an incredible organisation. And good luck today, Luke. I mean, you're going to have to pa- unpack your gum boots, but I don't think you're getting to the show tonight or tomorrow night. I don't think you're getting to Sydney today. So good luck. But if you do, please, please video Cruel Summer, Lover, and if she sings that song, Snow on the Beach, please. Scott, you don't have to worry about me. I'm a hustler, so I'm going to get there no matter Further. what. You're the furthest thing from a hustler. <laughs> And I'll be there to enjoy myself, not you. I won't care about what song you want to hear. You jump on YouTube for whatever you want to do. You're the kindest brother in the world. Thanks. Lem, what do you think about that? Would you do that for your sibling? I mean, I'm not an asshole, so yeah. There it is. There it is. I want Mandy back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. The noise is back. Let's cut this. Bye. <laughs> That's just you, Scott. You must be hearing yourself for the first time. <laughs> 